Warning, great marriage advice ahead. Marriage on the Rocks is not a licensed marriage counseling service. Our opinions and methods work for us, so your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our 23rd episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion, and this week we decided to make some dirty red-headed sluts. Yes. This was actually... I, f- I don't know how I f- even found the drink. Uh-huh. I had... A, I don't know. I found it. I don't even know how it even came up. I can't even begin to remember, but I had a picture of the ingredients on my phone when Dane and Darren got married oh. at their wedding. Uh-huh. And so... So you already had a picture of it. Yeah. I thought that, like, the bartender was no, just, like, No, no. I, I had to explain to the bartender how to make it. Oh, really? Because I was... I didn't know if... I didn't know if a lot of bars had uh, raspberry uh, liqueur. Uh-huh. And so... Uh, I had the picture, and it just looked good, and it was, it's all alcohol. There's no mixer uh-huh. in it at all. Um, and so I was like, I bet that's strong. So Jeff and I, I was, I showed Jeff. I was like, check this out. I was like, uh-huh. let's get those, because everybody was drinking, like, white Russians or something. Well, that, and so the guys were all getting ready for Dana and Darren's wedding. Mm-hmm. And the girls were getting ready in their, you know, their little end or whatever, and the girls were drinking mimosas and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then <laughs> later on, we all meet up to actually walk down the aisle and everything. And here comes Seth, all fucked up. <laughs> I was all, what, net messed up? No, but... I yeah. was getting mouthy. He was a little tipsy. <clears throat> yeah, I was buzzing for sure. But yeah, it's uh, it's whiskey. Of course, we use Bullet because it's my favorite. And then it's Southern Comfort and... Uh, Raspberry liqueur. We used the... That was actually oh. tough to kind of find. It's... Yeah. What is it? Chambord? I think that's how it's yeah. pronounced. It's, it's, you know, you know, French. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's it's actually black raspberry yeah. liqueur. Yeah, it's not bad. This is the first time that I tried it. What do it. you think? It's pretty good. Yeah, oh, wait, maybe you did give me a small sip at... And I was like, whoa, that is really strong. Yeah, because Jeff only drank, like, not even half of yeah, his. Yeah, because Jeff was like, uh-uh, I don't want to drink it. The- he's, he's like, I want to be able to walk down the aisle, because he <laughs> yeah. was another groomsman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shoot, it will be fine. Give me that. And then by the time we got there, yeah, I was feeling pretty good. Yeah. I was dancing. Before, and we were still standing there. Everybody's showing up. I was talking shit to a couple people. And yeah. yeah. It was good. That was the last time I had it. Yeah, I know. And I've had the picture on my phone. It's just one of those where it's like... How many drinks call for raspberry liqueur? Yeah. And so I just never had it. And I'm like, well, SoCo's just a classic anyway. Uh-huh. And I hadn't had that in forever. Well, yeah, I know. Me and my mm. friend, we used to drink Southern Comfort and Dr. Pepper all mm-hmm. the time. <laughs> yep. Um, so let's see. Um, this week we're going to be talking about basic skills mm-hmm. um, to, to in order to have a successful relationship. Yeah. I think it's it's funny just finding the article and finding stuff on this. I was actually looking for um, stuff to slam other couples. I was actually searching for how to know when your relationship's just basic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because I wanted to be able to like point out like just really you know basic stuff that people do, and mm-hmm. you can find all this stuff about basic bitches and all that. And mm-hmm. but I couldn't find one on a couple, and so like a basic couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like what's your basic couple? So I may have to develop that on my own. But mm-hmm. finding uh, mother other stuff on there, I just ended up finding stuff about um, you know either basic qualities of a good relationship or or you know basic whatever with in regards to successful relationships. Not really poking fun at. So mm-hmm. I think I don't know if. 
I think sometimes the, 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 the tone can kind of be, you don't have this and we know you don't have this, so you need to get this. But I think this was a little, just kind of more well-rounded conversation uh-huh. as far as, you know, hopefully you, you bring, it's not really you personally bringing these tables, although there's a mix of that when you talk about this stuff, but it's, it's really, and it's not exclusive to being married. I, I think you could put this within any kind of, yeah, any, kind of any type of relationship, uh-huh. but it was, uh, yeah, so it was kind of nice trying to kind of dial in like the, you know, the seven or uh-huh. either like doing lists of 10 or like kind of keeping in mind the seven deadly sins. Usually I like to do bad stuff with sevens, but <laughs> I think this will be a, yeah. a good one too. Uh-huh. Um, of course, with all of them, um, the first one is going to be, you know, being able to communicate with your mm-hmm. partner and um, have open conversations and conversations that are open to feedback, too. Right. Um, a lot of times when you even look into other stuff, we, we found things that talked about being able to provide constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. And when you were kind of looking at that, uh, the, the question I had was, if you're providing constructive criticism to your partner all, all the, the time, time. <laughs> they're an idiot. I mean, if you're always having to course correct what they're doing mm-hmm. and trying to find a way to provide constructive criticism, which that's different than communicating. I mean, we talked, we, I think we talked last week about even communicating effectively in an argument. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was on, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that ties into communication. Yeah. But this was really kind of just how to <clears throat> either conduct or start or have a conversation with your partner that is open for feedback. Um, for anything mm-hmm. and not open to criticism and, and feedback doesn't have to be negative. Yeah. That's not what it means. I think we take it that way, mm-hmm. but feedback can very well be positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of goes in line with the don't talk to be heard, talk to listen mm-hmm. and have that conversation that is a two way conversation. It's not just you stating something and then, and then that's it. Yeah. And then that's it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have an actual conversation and it's, it's funny about you know how many people just seem uncomfortable talking to somebody that they should be completely comfortable having a conversation yeah, that with. you're supposed to know completely mm-hmm. and all that and i think that people they get caught in a routine mm-hmm. i guess and they they end up i guess assuming that their partner knows everything that they're wanting to relay or talk about mm-hmm. when you just have a conversation about anything, and it should keep keep everything, I guess, flowing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, you you hear people either that are in a long term relationship that hit a dissatisfaction point, and you hear them say, "Well, I heard her stories, and she heard all of mine, and we had nothing else to talk about." Yeah, and I can't imagine. It shouldn't be. I heard his stories, and. He heard all of mine. You guys should be making new stories together. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or getting annoyed by the same story. Or like, yeah, when people okay, get annoyed. Yeah, I've heard this that one. Story yeah. How many times? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe they like to tell that story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you, you hear that, especially like in, in settings around other friends, mm-hmm. like when the, and, and that's, that's one of the funny things with, with us is you're always like, hey, tell them this, this story. story. <laughs> But we see other couples where, you know, if the husband's telling a story, the wife's like, oh, here we go. Here's here's this story again. I've heard this a hundred times. Uh-huh. Yeah, but they haven't. Uh-huh. And if you're that annoyed by your partner's happiness, 
you're bitch. I mean, yeah. I don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't get that. I know. Um, it, but I think that those are some of the precursors that you see with the, we don't have anything to talk about anymore. Uh-huh. And know. it's, it, that really means you just don't want to talk to each other anymore. Yeah. Um, cause you should have something to yeah, talk about. Yeah, you should about. always have something to talk about. Uh-huh. You, you can, I mean, with everything that go, I mean, we, we have, we spend so much time together. Mm-hmm. I, I think we, I, I would almost bet money we spend more time together than almost any other couple we know. Mm-hmm. And we are never like, what do we talk about? I mean, yeah. we, we go on four hours. I mean, we drove four hours to Little Rock last week and four hours back. Yeah. And we talked the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do that. I think maybe we, we don't talk so much on a plane because... It's either rude to everybody around us. Yeah, well, and we're listening to music yeah. or playing. Oh, I'm a little trying game. to cover up some kid screaming on the plane. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, otherwise we're we're always talking. Yeah, and, and we don't we don't run out of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry. And it, it's not always about us. It's not always us talking about us or us talking about you mm-hmm. or us talking about me. It, we we can talk about anything. Mm-hmm. We can talk about. You know, the fight over the weekend. We can talk about the playoffs. Go Sox. You know, we can talk about, you know, football. We can talk about friends. We can talk about movie. I mean, we can talk about anything and everything, which, oddly enough, goes full circle back to making sure you're with somebody you have have stuff in common with. with, Yes, exactly. Um, Yeah, so, (laughs) as always, communication is key. Um, The next one is I... Just always being willing to forgive your partner um, for anything. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not necessarily a fight. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, not necessarily a fight. <coughs> it could be... Um, I mean, we, we even talked about, like, over... Or burning the lasagna mm-hmm. or something. And, you know, not turning it into this big issue. Because right. Because it's not that big of a deal. Right. Just, okay, I'm... Okay, that's fine. We'll yeah. just go out and eat then. And it's it's most of the, hopefully, 100% of the time when your partner does something that negatively impacts you, it was 100% on accident. Mm-hmm. It's not like they did it on purpose. Right. And and I think that you, you need to be aware of that. Now, if you're... If you're one of those couples that have these, these petty little, I'm going to poke at you and you poke at me and I'm going to push your buttons to send you to the edge, then... You know, tune this out because you've got other issues you need to work out anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think that even that example, you know, you're cooking dinner, everything's going good, and all of a sudden the smoke detectors go off because you <laughs> cooked it at, you know, 525 instead of 425 or whatever, <laughs> and you pull it out, and, and, like, and you feel, when you screw up like that, you feel bad enough already. I know. And you're like, oh my gosh, I wasted all the time and money to make this, and now we don't have anything to eat. I've either got to start over, mm-hmm. we've got to do something totally different, and yeah. the garlic bread's done, and the salad, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. The partner that didn't screw up, why would you even come into it with this, well, way to go. I know. What are we going to do about dinner now? Well, what were you doing? Yeah. You were just sitting on the damn couch playing video games, mm-hmm. not even helping out <laughs> or right. something, yeah. you know? And it, it does, you, you, when, when those things happen... Just what you said. You should respond to me. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And it does no good to, yeah. to make a big deal out of it and get mad about it. Because mm-hmm. then what? Right. <laughs> then you're fighting. And yeah. Then you you have to apologize later for exploding. And, and if you do fight, you now, that memory 
because you're you're not going to forget that. Mm-hmm. Neither one is going to forget that. But if you made light of the situation and you went and had some good dinner somewhere else, that becomes a fond memory. Yeah. But otherwise, you've just now tainted lasagna forever. Yeah. To I where? Know. Oh, you remember the time you overcooked a lasagna? Let me tell you what she did. Uh-huh. You know, or whatever. And then, right. it, then it turns into this constant sore spot uh-huh. that keeps trying to scab over and you keep picking at it every time you can yeah. oh you're making you're you're really gonna try to make lasagna again yeah. tonight yeah. really do i need do to remember, check the oven yeah do you remember last time what happened mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever i know well we um the time that you made tequila chicken oh tequila my lime gosh chicken. <laughs> yeah i i found a i don't know i just found like a simple recipe for some good tequila lime chicken and we had that shitty, te- like, Sousa tequila or, uh-huh. like, Sousa silver or whatever it was. It's just real crappy, just awful, you know, well type of tequila. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get these big chicken breasts. I'm going to season them with some chili powder and all these nice little flavors. And then I I, I used the tequila like a marinade. Uh-huh. And well, but you marinated it for too long. That yeah, I left it in there for, like, a full day in the fridge <laughs> marinating, not thinking too much about it. And then we cook it. Yeah. Oh, um, it was awful. Yeah. I mean, it was it was like a shot of tequila every bite. Yeah, well, and then because it, it, we had um, Seth Junior mm-hmm. over too, and he was eating, and he was like, "This is good." Yeah, this is good. I like <laughs> this. And we're like, "Oh my gosh, he's probably gonna he's get gonna drunk." Get hammered yeah. eating the tequila lime chicken. <laughs> yeah, I, I took like a few bites. I was like, oh, "I'm done with that." Yeah. But we, I mean, it, it was like we, we made light of yeah, it. Yeah, now it's a, it's a fun story. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it, it didn't dissuade me from cooking again or, uh-huh. or anything. I've, I don't, I've never tried the tequila lime chicken again, though. Yeah, that's true. I know. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just always be, be willing to, to mm-hmm. forgive each other yep. for even the small little things. Yeah. Um, and so the next one, I, I we always remember each other's birthdays, um, anniversary, all of that stuff. Who I mean, who doesn't remember? There's a that lot stuff? of people that don't. And well, and that, I I don't know. I guess like for me, because I remember everybody's birthdays and anniversaries and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's hard for me to be like. You can't relate to people that forget. Yeah, I can't at all. Well, you know, I think that. There are, I don't want to give excuses to people. I've never forgot, mm-hmm. and I know I won't forget. So I don't really understand how people do forget. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't even know how to give an excuse for it. But I think that that's just something you should remember. <clears throat> I don't. I don't want to say you shouldn't have to put it on your calendar. But if that's what it takes for you to remember, yeah, at least do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it, it's it's kind of a cliche thing where guys forget their wives' birthdays, or they forget Valentine's Day, or they forget their anniversary, and mm-hmm. and get your shit together. You shouldn't forget that stuff. That's yeah. those are e- easy things to remember. And I think mm-hmm. that if you're forgetting that stuff, you probably really suck at shopping for your partner because that's that's one of the things that you know. I, one of the reasons I don't forget is because. I shop for you. Mm-hmm. I get you stuff. It's not, I'm not a, here's flowers and a card on these dates mm-hmm. of celebration. It's gifts. 
Yeah. It's well, not, not only that, it's not it's not flowers that you just picked up and yeah, I'm not stopping at the grocery store to find a card that you know says you know some generic "I love you" and a, a you know twelve ninety nine stickered grocery yeah. bag flowers and um. I know we've been through all the ups and downs card. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been through everything together, uh-huh. and here's to another year of putting up with my crap. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's not that. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, that's one of the reasons that, you know, guys like me don't forget, because uh-huh. we, we actually have those thoughtful processes of, you know, start paying attention early. What, what was it she pointed out she liked? What are things that... We saw in the store what are, you know, things that I know she's into. What is she almost out of? You know, mm-hmm. if you're buying perfume. And that's one of the things I have noticed since we moved. We have completely different sinks. It's hard to So I have notice. no idea where your perfume levels are unless yeah. I open your drawers and uh-huh. start looking for it. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think that, you know, just noticing those things provides the buildup of, okay, you know, a few weeks out, I need to get some shopping done. And, uh-huh. and especially nowadays with how easy it is uh-huh. with getting everything on Amazon. I know. With you two, don't day, even have, two day shipping. Yeah, you don't have to sneak off to go to the mall. You can sit there right next to your wife on the couch uh-huh. and do all of her birthday shopping right there. <laughs> yeah. If you know basic information about your partner, and yeah. that's what I overlook. Well, I don't know what size shirt she wears. Uh-huh. I don't know what size shoe she wears. I don't know what size blouse she is. I mean, that's, you're an idiot. Yeah. Figure it out. I know. Go look at a tag in their closet. Yeah. And know what it is. It's not like this big mystery where you have to ask them. The only thing that you really have to ask and find out is probably finger sizes. Oh, yeah. Because uh-huh. a lot of rings don't have, and I just took a guess at that with uh-huh. you before, and luckily I was right. Uh-huh. Uh, because I knew, it, well, what I did was I grabbed your ring and put it on my fingers uh, and figured out which one it fit on, and then I just knew what size that was, uh-huh. and then was able to order your Quelo and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but there's ways to do it. People are just lazy, and, and typically yeah. it's a guy I that know. does this. Most women don't forget those type of events. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think women usually do. Well, I mean, I know um, my old boss, she... Uh, she forgot her and her husband's anniversary and we're all sitting there at lunch and she was like she's like oh my gosh i forgot our anniversary we both forgot our anniversary and we're and me and the other girls are sitting there like what did that happen oh my gosh. how long have they been married um i'm not sure actually but yeah they forgot each other's anniversary and I'm like that's crazy and i guess yes yeah, some women do do that too mm-hmm. you know um what comes to mind when uh, with with all of that is uh, the time when the flower company sent me flowers for my birthday a week early, mm. and I was thinking, he knows my birthday yeah. is next week, not today. I've had some bad luck with the flower. <laughs> yeah, people. I was like, why is he? This is nice, but yeah. and I'm like calling him like, hey, babe, thanks. thanks. And I'm like, thanks for what? And then I'm like, you kidding me? Yeah. And then I call him like you idiots. Yeah, I was so mad about that. Yeah. So that year it was nice. I got two bouquets of flowers because the the company yeah. messed up. Couldn't <laughs> but, believe that. But you were upset because they made the mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> At least it was an early mistake instead of rested of missing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then doing it a week later. Well, and they've almost done that too. Where I've, I've called, you know, especially when you were working at the offices and stuff. I was like, you got to go by a certain time. And I think there was one, there was some one time when 
you were leaving early oh. for something, and I put on their sh- it, they need to be delivered by noon because I think you were leaving at like two or something. Uh-huh. I don't know if you had to go to like another location or you guys were doing something. But it was one of those weird timings where they had it's like you guys can't dick around and take this over at three four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then we had the other issues where I, I made the mistake one time of they wanted the deliveries phone number. Yeah. And well, that's what they, they always do want that. They yeah, always ask for that. Which, it just irritated me because they called you immediately to figure out where you were at. I've got these flowers for you. Yeah. And, and was there was annoying. no surprise. Oh, yeah, I was so angry over the whole yeah, thing. And then so, it was the wrong flowers. Oh, I know. It wasn't even the ones I You're bought. Like, Those aren't even the ones that yeah. I got. I know. That's why I like, usually, like, um, I wish that my, when I sent my sister flowers recently, that mm-hmm. she would have sent me a picture of what they looked like to see... What? Yeah, did you get the right ones? If they were the correct ones, because yeah. that is irritating mm-hmm. if you don't get the right or they don't get the right flowers. Yeah. The next one on our list is expect expect the best, but prepare for the worst. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's kind of what we we always not with your relationship. No, just in, in life. life. In that, life, that, that's a basic life skill mm-hmm. that. You should have. I mean, one one of the things that just drives drives me absolutely nuts nowadays are people that are like, "I'm adulting today," yeah. and you're an adult. You, mm-hmm. you, if you have to consciously make an effort and recognize yourself that you did something that acted like an adult, you're a fucking moron. You should just be doing that no matter what. Because guess what, Einstein, you're an adult. Yeah. And so I hate that. But this is one of those things that should just fall into that category. Of, you know, expecting the best but preparing for the worst. Whether and that's that's making sure that you have money in your account, mm-hmm. making sure that you don't put yourself and your loved one and your family in financial distress or or those type of things like that. Um, you know, when when you plan on doing things, anytime we're going to make any type of life changing maneuver, whether we're we're moving states or we're moving to a new house or we're going to build a home or whatever it is we're doing, we sit down and we don't map out the perfect scenario. No, we, we map out the worst we case scenario. We map out the worst case scenario. Okay, can we afford this if one of us loses our jobs? Can we afford this on unemployment? Can we afford this on, on that? And, and so many people don't. So many people just look at, well, if everything goes okay, we'll be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And you're setting yourself up for failure because once something doesn't happen the way it's supposed to in that formula, you know, we have enough money set aside where we can fix our cars, where we can make repairs to the house, where we mm-hmm. can have money for emergency vet visits for the dogs, where we can, you know, have emergency visits for us. And, and you have to plan and have, and it doesn't happen overnight, mm-hmm. but you need to consistently at least set up that way. Mm-hmm. So... When it does happen, you're okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just some, some, and once again, it's basic skills anyway, but there's there's just some basic things that grown adults should have. You should have enough money in the bank to take care of yourself if you need additional funds for something. And I don't mean ten to $50,000. Mm-hmm. I still think you should probably have that in your account anyway. Mm-hmm. But you should have at least money you can pull on if you have to, Get your alternator put in your car yeah. or replaced. I mean, if you have a job and you're driving some piece of shit car that's very unreliable, it's not going to start one day. Mm-hmm. So you need to be able to get to work. Do you have enough money to Uber 
every day for the next week or whatever. Right, so, while your car's in the shop. Yeah. You know, not able to get a, um, a loaner or mm-hmm. rental or whatever. Um, well, I wonder, like, what the percentage is for people. Because everybody always tells you that. To, you know, to have this amount saved in your account. Mm-hmm. And how many people actually listen to that advice? Though? Oh, very and, few. Yeah. So very I wonder what few. the percentage is that does have that, you know, cushion saved mm-hmm. up and yeah, and everything. Well, and I, th- I think those are those are those are traits of people that tend to fall on the right side of certain successes. Um, is planning mm-hmm. people that plan, people that are prepared. It's not that they don't face the same challenges that everybody else has. I would I would almost argue that they face more challenges. But they don't bitch and whine and complain about it and go all over social media blasting about it because they took the steps necessary to when those hiccups do come in life or they hit those speed bumps, they overcome it. Mm-hmm. And then they move on. Right. Um, and I think that that's just kind of falls into this stuff. And I, I don't think that you're immediately mm-hmm. going to turn 18 or 21 years old and be like, all right, I've got all this because yeah. it's not. No. But if you're matured enough and you're, you know, in your 30s, in your 40s, and, and, and I'm, I'm still amazed at the amount of people that I meet that are 20, 30, 40 years older than me that don't still have don't have a clue. Either. I know. And it's, you know, they're miserable. Uh-huh. And they set themselves up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, people tend to think that just because you get older, you are going to make better decisions. But that's... That's a habit-forming pattern that you have to instill. If you're making absolute shit decisions and you're in your 30s, what's going to make those stop when you're 40? People think, well, I'll get married and that'll change. I'll have a kid and that'll change. No, it doesn't. I mean, you know how many idiot parents I know? (laughs) I know. And, you know, it's one of those things that you have to develop those those habits and and it's going to form those behaviors and alter and adjust what you have to do to have that skill set of preparing for the um, worst, but expecting the best. You still want to be optimistic. You still want yeah. to be. Ho- I just uh-huh. said it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. In reverse. Um, <laughs> but you have to. You know, you, you still want to be optimistic about it, but you still have to be realistic and plan. Right. And, and too many people don't. I know. Well, and they don't change things in their life. To and like that that quote that you know you gotta. Um, in order to make a change, you have to change what you do daily and, mm-hmm. and keep doing that daily. Yeah. And people just don't do that. And they think that things are, oh, well, one day I'll, I'll have this or one day mm-hmm. I'll have that. or And they don't think of all these setbacks that they could have in, yeah. in the midst of all that. Mm-hmm. And they don't do anything to prepare themselves to, I guess, on a better path. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, and it's all just simple preparation, and, and it's not—it's not anything that's overly tasking. It's just being aware mm-hmm. and preparing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should be pretty easy. I know. Well, you would think. Yeah, you'd think so. But, <laughs> um, I always, well, always self-reflect and um, look at your dreams, look at your own goals, and. Um, and just your your own manage self and, yourself. Yeah, you, your own self improvement. Right. Um, you know, I, I think whenever it comes to, you know, we've talked a lot about on on certain episodes how you need to step back and do some self reflection. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
for me, I don't know how if other people feel this way or not, but I know for me, as I've as I've been getting older, that's easier to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most people kind of you, you typically think. I, 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 what's the saying that once once somebody turns thirty, unless they have a life changing event, they're not going to change. Mm-hmm. And I used to really believe that, and I think that there are certain characteristics that are very instilled at that point, and they aren't. Mm-hmm. But I feel that as I've gotten older, I've been able to be very aware of both sides of whatever situation there is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's it's becoming easier to weigh those options out and look at different perspectives and appreciate different views, even if I don't agree with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's just the fallout of seeing so many people on social media just dig in for the sake of digging in um, that has made me so not want to fall into that category that I take a completely different route. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think once I kind of started doing that, the other things as that falls into place kind of seems that way. But I think that with self-management, reflecting and, and observing your actions and looking at yourself and where you're at and reevaluating your goals is a way to not stay stagnant. Mm-hmm. It's a way for forward progression. Um, and if you aren't moving forward, that allows you the time and the opportunity to look at it and say, well, why am I not? Mm-hmm. What's, what's missing? What's not in place? Is it, is it me? Is it outside influencers? Is it my partner? Is it my job? Is it, you know, whatever it is, but Mm -hmm. you you can't even identify that issue if you don't stop for a minute and and reflect and evaluate exactly what's going on. Yeah, I know. Um, I know for, for me, I think that it, it's, because I don't think that I always did that either. And I do think that as you get older, it becomes a little bit easier to to look at your own life and I guess even look at the people around you Mm -hmm. and just kind of look at where you are where you were a couple years ago Mm -hmm. and look at the people that you used to hang out with and where they are too right and and I don't know if I'd say fortunately or unfortunately I don't know who's the fortunate who's the unfortunate in that scenario but Far too often when you start to do that, you look back and hopefully for your sake, you're in a better position than those people are. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if, I don't know if those people consider that I know. or if, if they look at it and they say, well, I'm not doing so bad. I'm in the same boat I was five years ago. Yeah. Or because we look at it as, well, I've accomplished this over this amount of time and mm-hmm. you've done what? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think that's the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people. And this is skills for not only a successful relationship, mm-hmm. but to be successful in life, period, right. really. Yeah. Most of these, anyway. And I think that, um, yeah, most successful people will end up, you know, doing looking at <laughs> doing the self-reflection and making sure that you're doing good. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think that is this the one where we had talked about the the stress. No, no, that's that's not okay. Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember if that tied into this or not. No. Uh-uh. Okay, all right. I was getting confused on where where we were headed with the next one, so yeah. I just couldn't. Remember. Well, the next one is sex. Make oh. always make time for sex. Surprise, surprise, listeners. Yeah. How many? You never heard that before. 
Always. Sex is a priority, right? Always make time for sex. Mm-hmm. It's so important. And we always, we always stress that it is so important. And I know that a lot of the other, uh, like marriage, um, not podcasts, but sites and all that, mm-hmm. Facebook pages, I know that they all they say stress that it. They this is too. one thing that we are uh-huh. pretty much in common with, whether it's a, whether it's us or it's a faith-based mm-hmm. religious, you know, marriage service or you know, it kind of goes across the board of of race, religion, and everything that people feel you should have a priority and value in your in a healthy sex life with your with your partner. Mm-hmm. And most of them put a lot of stress on the marital partner, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I, I think it's something that. You know, it is, we've said it before, we said it on the healthy sex life. It, it's the biggest key we feel t- to being a very happy Successful couple. couple. Yeah. You, it just, you can't leave that out. Yeah. And we, yeah, because we think it's like the biggest mm-hmm. thing. Why one of the probably main, well, I don't know if it's the main reason why we don't fight, but. It is. <laughs> but. If we weren't having sex, who knows what little things would... Yeah, would build up and be issues and problems. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just something you can't neglect. And, and I know people, when people start to get busy, it's one of the first things that goes out the window. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first things that people sacrifice over stress, kids, work, sleep, everything. Sex, mm-hmm. once all those things start happening... Especially if it's one of them, but especially if you're getting multiple of those things that's creating life issues, sex is surely going to take a back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes both couples mutually put it on the back burner. I know. And if you're both happy not having sex, then okay. Yeah. But I think, once again, if one of you's put on the back burner and it's still a high priority for the other one, that, that's something you guys have to agree on a compromise and, and reach some kind of middle ground on mm-hmm. um, to keep it going. and. All that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, you can't lose sight and not neglect the important factor and role that sex is going to play in, in a happy relationship. Yeah. Uh-huh. What, I mean, I always, even last week saying about um, prioritizing time management and mm-hmm. all that, and you have to put it in there. You have to include it in your, n- maybe not necessarily daily routine, but... At least every couple days. Yeah, it has to be a part of how you guys spend your quality time together. Because mm-hmm. it is quality time. Yeah. Um, I know, there was another thing, another uh, article that we read that, you know, have have sex in different places and stuff like that. I think it's easier for some people than others, though. Yeah. You know? I know. I guess that's true, like with kids and all that. Mm-hmm. That's That could be tough to... But... Have it. Just have it. If right. You have to have, have it in Well, bed. I guess if you have it in your room, you could have it on the floor, have it in the bathtub, have yeah. it in the shower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, even in your own little private domain area, even if you live with other people. You could still have it in There's still areas. options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last one is, I know how to prioritize work, family, everything yeah. else, and... Not make it a stressful situation. Right. This is the one that I was mm-hmm. I was getting confused with the other ones. Yeah, I mean, this is being able to just juggle life in general. And, and not, even, not even throwing the sex stuff back in the mix. But the other things that you have to do is manage your own stress levels. And, and a lot of times when you say that, one of the... 
I, I think which is kind of disguised as good advice is people will say, well, if, if your job is causing that much stress, walk away. Mm-hmm. And you find out that people that are stressed in environment A will also be stressed in environment B, C, D, E, or F. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some jobs that are more stressful than others. others. Yeah. And I think that as I've moved and maneuvered my way in my organization, mm-hmm. the higher up I get and the more I go, the more stressful it gets. Mm-hmm. And it becomes points of time where I have to manage that stress. Mm-hmm. And for me, a lot of it is really just talking to you about it mm-hmm. and venting, venting. So especially since I work from home. I, I don't have a coworker to go to and roll my eyes and throw my hands up and be like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. They want me to do what now? Yeah. Um, so I do that with you. Uh-huh. And you're... Luckily, not a partner that is either telling me how to handle it all the time mm-hmm. or doesn't want me to vent. Yeah. And you're not that a lot of partners will be like, if you hate it so much, then quit. Yeah. And that's not the best answer. Uh-huh. The best answer is letting someone vent, letting someone remanage and handle this new level of stress and overcome it. Mm-hmm. But if you cave and quit and leave and fall apart every time stress comes oh up, my gosh, I know. you're never going to readjust. And giving your partner just that wrong advice. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you ha- tell them to quit their job? Yeah. Or... You realize how much more stress you're going to create by doing that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people just yeah. do not know. And they really cause it themselves. A, a lot of it is very self-induced. And, and, and I find more and more... Once again, as, as, as our ever-growing society and environment changes, stress for people is different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see people on social media that I look at their job, I look at their life, and, and yeah, I'm taking it for face value, so that may be unfair to them. But I'm like, what the hell are you stressed about? <laughs> right. You have nothing to be stressed about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and it's compared to my environment, or what I've done in the past. And and one of the things that, you know, I've told, I've had people I work with say, well, I don't show stress to Uh the people I work with. Uh And that's, and you've you've noticed that firsthand where people take for granted my job. Yeah. Because they think it's easy because I don't complain about it. Oh, yeah. Uh And I don't, I'm, I don't act stressed out. I'm not, you know, trying to pull my, you know, quote unquote hair out. Yeah. You don't even act stressed out when you... I mean, I can tell when you're stressed out. Because um, you get a little bit quiet. Mm-hmm. But, like, other people wouldn't be able to tell that yeah. you're stressed out or irritated. And, or because most people complain about it. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times, you know, I, I use the term a lot that the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Mm-hmm. And so people that are complainers all the time, what the, the upside of that is everybody around you is like, oh my gosh, they're so busy. If you... Well, it's because you don't shut up about it. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you're more busy than me. I'm just not a whiny little bitch about it. You know? (laughs) I know. And so I think that, and and, and people start trying to get into this one-up game. Well, I've got this and I've got that. And that's why people start trying to compare careers and and all that. And I'm one of those people. When I went through the the, the worst time of of my life, for me, it was probably even worse than the divorce. Because at least with the divorce... I got out of a really shitty situation. Mm-hmm. But when I got laid off, mm. was absolutely horrible. Not, yeah. not fired, not because I did something stupid and lost my job, because I got laid off because of cutbacks and when the economy tanked in 2008. Uh-huh. All the middle management got dropped. 
And when you weren't responsible for your own act, that, that yeah. had nothing to do with what I did. It wasn't performance related. It was nothing. It was just like, oh my God, what do I do now? Um, that was horribly stressful. But I going through that, I am fully aware and 100% appreciate the current circumstances that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I think about that every day. Yeah. And that's one of the things that keeps me from getting too stressed uh-huh. is, well, it's, <laughs> I'd Being rather deal with this. For what you have. Yeah. I'd rather deal with this and have a job mm-hmm. than, you know, not deal with this and not have a job. Yeah. Um, and well, I don't think a lot of people look like, look at it that way unless they go through something like that. I know. Yeah. That's very true. I think, um, <laughs> I, I was thinking about when you, when you called into Slacker and Steve, Oh, the radio show. And, they were, try- and they were trying to find out say, stressful jobs. Yeah, yeah, stressful jobs, and people were calling in. And well, you were remember. getting this. You were getting the typical non-stressful jobs that everybody thinks is stressful, mm-hmm. like teacher and stay-at-home mom. And I'm, I'm trying shitting and pissing on a lot of people right now <laughs> by saying that. But that's when you know you see all these BS articles about how tough those are uh-huh. and how awful those positions are. And so we were getting the, the, all these people were kind of calling in with that and. I think somebody called in from like maybe air traffic control or something, but mm-hmm. then I called in and told them what I did in the Navy. Yeah. And they were just cracking up. And they were like, you did what? Yeah. Because <laughs> um, for, I guess, people that don't probably know. don't know, yeah. that listen, I tested parachutes for the military. And that's exactly, exactly what it sounds yeah. like. I put on you know parachutes and jumped out of airplanes with them to make sure they would work. Um, so I guess... That's a pretty high stressful uh, job. You would think. <laughs> I I know I would be stressed out if I was married right. to you at that time. And so anything that's not that uh-huh. is pretty low stress to me. Yeah. So maybe I would be saying, just quit. Yeah, <laughs> just right, quit. right. <laughs> I don't want you to, to have to deal with that anymore. <laughs> or me have to deal with that. I'd right. Be, I'd be selfish about it. Well, it's the same thing that you see with, you know, the... We, 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 I use the term relative a lot, but it, it, it is. If you've worked in retail your entire life, then you're going to think that retail is the most stressful environment. Mm-hmm. And if you've worked in fast food your whole life, you're going to think fast food is the most you know, stressful environment. Well, I've, I've worked in all of those environments, and yeah. they were not nearly as stressful as jumping out of an airplane at 35,000 feet. <laughs> or not having a job at all. Yeah, or not having a job at all. Uh-huh. Yeah, I still would have rather jumped out of airplanes then than not, have, not a have a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. So the next time you start wanting to whine about your little job and being stressful, uh-huh. just think, well, either A, I'm blessed because I have a job, or B, at least I don't have to jump out of an airplane today yeah. at 4 a.m. I know. I know, <clears throat> I know that people can be pretty freaking shitty, though, like with customer service jobs. Right. That does suck. But, yeah, at least you have a job. And be thankful for everything that you have. And, and try not to, to bring that stress home to your partner and mm-hmm. to your family. And if you are that spouse that your partner is having problems with it, be strong. Yeah, be supportive. The, the answer is not to cave and, and coddle them. Mm-hmm. And I think we see that. And I think sometimes that, that's a natural reaction for some people because you don't want your partner in pain. You don't want your partner to suffer. And you don't want to say, well, this isn't as bad as you're making it out to be. But if you recognize that they are overly sensitive, you getting stressed out with them 
or giving an irrational response isn't going to help the situation. Uh-uh. Because that's the other side, and we didn't really talk about that, but if you have two individuals that go from zero to ten like that because of stress, it's going to affect so many different avenues yeah. of, of their life and their partnership. And so you have to be able to manage your own stress levels. And it's pretty cliche to say that, you know, I, I need somebody or what is it like, you know, when, when one partner's falling apart and worried, the other one needs to be strong. Yeah. You, you can't both be freaking falling apart at the same time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, that, that doesn't help anything. And, and we've, we've known couples like that, that as soon as things start to go bad, they both crumble. Mm-hmm. And then it's this, you know, horrible, awful depression oh for God. everybody. Now they both have to kind of help each other out, but they're both so weak and, you know, whatever shell shocked from the entire event that the recovery time is is worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Yeah. And it's not like it's not just like with jobs and stuff like that. I mean, you helped me through my mom dying and all that. Right. And, you picked up the pieces that I couldn't pick up at that time. Yeah. Well, and I think that a lot of it is, is, is you know, we talk about self-reflection, but it goes back to really knowing your partner and knowing what they need in what particular moments. And when we went, with, when we went through the whole thing with your mom, my, my main goal was just to try to be some kind of distraction from what was going on. Uh-huh. Because no matter what's going on in your life or around you, the world doesn't stop spinning. Oh, I know. And that's that's one thing that you really realize. Is it, and that it, life creates goes stress. On. Life goes on and you just have to keep going forward. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you need a partner that at least recognizes and realizes that life is still moving. Mm-hmm. We can't, you know, miss little things. We can't, you know, not pay the bills. And, and you work in property management. You dealt with that. Oh, when When people would go through personal tragedies they think that that personal tragedy is a good enough excuse to not do their adulting yeah duties oh my well gosh. i can't i can't afford to pay rent this month because you know my my <laughs> sister-in-law had this and we had we were out of town for a funeral and you know, suck it up buttercup i'm yeah. sorry life life sometimes sucks and you're going to hit really shitty points yeah. but it's still moving forward and I you know. have to buck it up and do what you need to do to make sure that you're still surviving. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know the the girls at work would would laugh at me because I would tell them, okay, well, I get paid once every two weeks too. Mm-hmm. And I, what I do is I save this amount out of this check and save another amount out of that check. Right. So I have enough money to pay my mortgage. Mm-hmm. You could do the same thing. You know, oh, well, I, I only get paid on this day. Okay, well... So what? You have the <laughs> yeah. same 30 to 31 days every month. Uh-huh. Figure it out. You know, it's and those are the ones that will go home and post on Facebook. Hey, I'm finally adulting this month. Yeah. I've, I've, got, my, I've got my finance spreadsheet all together. I, I adulted. I paid all my bills on time. Yeah. Hey, what, you want a cookie? <laughs> yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. It's not adulting. It's, it's just being a freaking adult. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, so irritating. It's living life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Yeah. Entitled little whiny people. <laughs> drives me nuts i know so yeah those are the seven basic skills that you need to have we put in a relationship but really in life in general yeah i think um, almost all of them except the sex except for the sex yeah could apply in all kinds of different avenues yes 
different relationships and things like that. So mm-hmm. yeah. easy stuff. Yeah. Kind of kept the episode a little shorter. Yeah. A little short and sweet. This time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hope you all enjoyed. Thank you again so much for listening. Uh, we have a ton new followers this week, so mm-hmm. awesome. So glad that you guys are following us. Make sure to tell your friends about us, share it, share our posts, and um, like us on Instagram, or follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, um, subscribe to our YouTube and SoundCloud channels, mm-hmm. and we will talk to you next week. Thanks.